one of the questions we could ask the readings today is how to be patient as God is patient. The first reading speaks of the patience of God with the sinfulness of the people of Israel. Especially in the second reading, we hear the testimony of St. Paul. You know his story, you know his life. And in this second letter to Timothy, he testifies to the mercy and the patience that Jesus had with him. This is a section of, of his second reading. I was, I was once a blasphemer. To blaspheme means to speak against divine things. And a persecutor. He was persecuting Christians. He even kind of witnessed the death of Stephen. And maybe he even killed Christians himself. And I was arrogant. But I have been mercifully treated because I acted out of ignorance in my unbelief. I was mercifully treated so that in me as a foremost sinner, Christ Jesus might display all his patience as an example for those who, come, those who would come to believe in him for everlasting life. So Paul says, I was blaspheming, persecuting, I was arrogant, I was act, acting out of ignorance in my unbelief. But Jesus <clears throat> forgave me. Jesus treated me with mercy. And he displayed his patience. And this is so, so those who come to believe after me will feel encouraged. They will feel renewed and edified by the patience of Christ. So we could say like there's many elements to the patience of, of God with us. I would like to highlight three. The first one is what we could call pace. The second one is pardon, and the last one is prudence. The first ingredient is pace. Divine patience has some type of pace, some type of timing, that many times it seems slower than what we want. Divine patience or the, the, the ways of God many times, they, they seem to be slower than what we wanted. And this is what we see in, in the life of Paul. Jesus waited for the conversion of Paul. He was patient. We don't know exactly the time where Paul converted, but he was maybe in, in his 30s. So for a long time, maybe more than a decade, Paul remained in unbelief, in, in, in sin, in this stubbornness, in this blaspheming and persecuting attitude. But Jesus waited for him. He was patient. And this is not the only case. When you think of the coming of Jesus to this earth, from the coming of the beginning of the history of salvation to the coming of Jesus, they estimate 5,000 years. It's a lot of time. Sometimes someone doesn't get back to you like a text message. Maybe you have children or your parents like, it's two hours and you don't respond. Or someone doesn't get back, it happens to me, you know, like, or I didn't, don't get back or people don't get back to me after five days. Five days, what's going on? God waited 5,000 years to come. Jesus waited 30 years begin his public mission, years of hidden life. That's in many ways is the ways of God. 
he seems to be slow many times. And he seems to test our patience. But we need to trust. His plans are unfolding. He doesn't forget his plans. He's effective and, and he goes slowly but surely advancing. And for him, a day is 1,000 years and 1,000 years is a day. So part of entering into divine patience is understanding that maybe his timing, his pace, is different than our own timing and our own pace. So that's the first ingredient of being synchronized with the divine patience, entering his timing and learning to wait. Many times this waiting purifies, makes us more humble. The second element we see in the story of Paul and Jesus is the pardoning aspect, the mercy of Christ. Patience implies some, I would say, putting up with an evil that is present or longing for a good that is not still present, a good that is absent. In, in, in Latin, the, the, the root of patience is pathos. Some of you speak Spanish. It doesn't mean, yes, it means, pathos means ducks in Spanish, but in Latin is, is, is where the word patient in the hospital comes. It has this passive infliction of evil upon you. When you're a patient in the hospital, you suffer something. You suffer physical pain. So patience has this aspect of being inflicted evil upon you. And this is what we see in the life of Jesus and Paul. When, Jesus, when Paul says, I was a blasphemer, he was basically speaking against Christ and Christianity for many years. Think of a co-worker of yours that maybe for 10 years always speaks behind your back and always mocks you. And then when he says, I was a persecutor, he was persecuting Christ. Jesus says, why do you persecute me? So Jesus was patient with Paul because he endured the, the evilness, the, the, the sinfulness of Paul. So patience also implies his capacity to suffer, his capacity to humbly and silently endure the weaknesses and the sins of those who are close to us. And that's why the fruit of patience is peace or the fruit of impatience is losing our peace. Sometimes we say, ah, I lost my patience. But that's not so right. You didn't lose your patience. You lost your peace. Because you didn't have patience, you lost your peace. Anger and irritation, they, they steal our inner peace. So those who are patient, they, they remain peaceful. And Jesus is peace and God is peace. It's an ocean of peace and the sinfulness of Paul and the sinfulness of humanity doesn't steal the peace of God. So we, when we are patient and we learn, when we learn to forgive and be merciful, we also enter that peace of God and we stay peaceful. The last ingredient of patience is prudence. So you might think, Oh, like to be patient is to do nothing, just to wait and to suffer the evil of others in my life. 
And many times that is true. Many times the things we cannot change, we should endure them with, with, with patience. But also we need the prudence to know when we need to do something. And this is what we see in the life of Paul and Jesus. When Jesus saw in the heart of Paul some openness, Jesus intervened. Jesus entered his life. Jesus manifested himself. In some way, the, the virtue of patience aims to transform the other person. In the second letter to Peter, Peter says, He, the Lord, is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is patient, not wishing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is merciful. God is patient. He waits. But he waits so we change, so we repent. He waited on Paul, but when Paul was open, he intervened. He sought his repentance. So We shouldn't confuse patience and mercy with being indifferent evil or being relativistic or saying everything goes. And that's what prudence brings, this capacity to discern when we should wait, when we should act. So the invitation for this week is to work on the virtue of patience. Choose an area in your life where you need to be more patient and try to apply these three or any of these three ingredients, this capacity to wait entering the pace of God, this capacity to forgive and not to lose your peace, or this capacity to discern, to be prudent and to act. First, you can apply it to yourself. Jesus is patient with you. Paul says, he displayed his patience with me who I was all these things so that anyone who comes after me feels encouraged. Jesus is patient with you. He waits on you. He knows that we are slow, that we are weak. He knows our imperfections and sometimes our unbelief. He waits. He waits on us. He forgives. But he also wants... In some way, be patient with others. As he was patient with St. Paul, he wants you to be patient with others. He wants you to, in some way, mirror and, and make present his divine patience. Jacques Philippe, in this book, Searching for Peace, he says, if the Lord has still not transformed this person, relieve him of such and such imperfection. Think of someone you love someone who lives close to you, your spouse, a co-worker, a friend. It is because he puts up with him as he is. He waits with patience the opportune moment. Then I must do likewise. I must pray and be patient. Why be more demanding and impatient than God? I think that sometimes, I think sometimes that my haste is motivated by love. But God loves infinitely more than I do. However, he's less hurried. Beautiful. So learn to be patient with others. 
the defects and weaknesses of those around you. Be patient, be hopeful for maybe those who don't change, those who don't want to convert. If you are close to Christ and you see the life of someone close to you that they don't want to come to faith, it's challenging. And you need to be patient as Jesus was patient with Paul. And you need to remain hopeful and keep praying. Maybe you need to be patient with groups that think differently than you. People who have different worldviews. You also need to be patient with them. This is, I think, a very important virtue for Christians in society today. You also need to be patient with situations like traffic, slow internet, the weather, and so many things that test our patience. So think of any of these three areas, patience with you, patience with others, and patience with circumstances. I just share that one of the things that steals my patience and annoys me is the graffitis, especially if they do them at the wall of St. Michael's. So, but also like those, not those graffitis that are all more artistic, those are fine. But the ones on the signs that are like ruining the, the public signs, I said, why? Why do you do it? I hope no one, no one of you is doing that uh, after Mass. But this week I'm going to work on praying and blessing the person who did it. And I'm not going to allow those things to steal my peace. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. This is the serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. The patience to accept the things in me and others in life that I cannot change. The courage, the boldness to change the things I can. So if I need to act, if I need to speak, if I need to do something, give me the courage to do it. And the wisdom, the prudence to know the difference.